you may be able to find some of these comics not only in your back issue bin, but the dollar bin. Maybe even the 50 cent bin. Comic books are flying off the shelf. We're here to tell you why every single week. So hit the like and subscribe and our Overstreet Price Guide Advisor will hit you with number 10. Number 10 on the list, Shazam! Fury of the Gods, the AMC movie promo. This was given away absolutely free for anyone who ventured out and decided to spend the money and go see this movie that is not getting very good reviews. We are seeing $10 average sales and a high raw sale of $16. This is a reprint of Shazam! Number 1 from 2018, written by Jeff Johns who I know mostly from uh, writing the Shazam backup stories back in the New 52 in the Justice League comic. He's pretty responsible for modernizing and updating Shazam for current audiences. A lot of that first movie was based off of that backup story. Box office numbers may be down, but clearly some members are fans, and Zachary Levi kills it in the role. It makes me wonder, though, since this was a free giveaway to audience members at AMC theaters, if not a lot of people went to the theater to go see this movie, how many of those books are still just sitting in a box at the back room of movie theaters across the country? And that's a really good point. I actually think the people that are going to be most benefiting from this are the AMC employees who are able to get bundles of these. We actually even saw someone sell 50 copies on eBay for $200. That's $4 a piece. Another book that made the trending 20, the larger list on Key Collector where we source these books from is Shazam Fury of the Gods special Shazamly Matters number one and I believe that this book was actually written by many members of the cast they did let the actors write their own stories. Zachary Levi got to do one with a little bit of help, and it is a $9.99 cover price for 96 pages of story. New about three weeks ago, probably still available for cover price at your local comic shop. This anthology is set in the world of the movie, so the characters' likeness are akin to the actors on the screen. If you're going to go to a convention, get anything signed, this is a prime opportunity to get books on the cheap that are perfect for a slab. And keep an eye out on not just cover A, which is a Scott Williams II and Jim Lee cover, by the way the way cover d is a photo cover we're already on number nine batman issue number 436 the first appearance of tim drake 15 dollars average sales 250 for a cgc 9.8 with heights reached back in 2021 of 520 dollars we do have james gunn spec happening any speculation on the bat family is a great bet right now which is why many members are buying bat family keys however titan season four it's final season has been pumping out a lot of trailers and it's coming soon. Now, actor Jay Lysergio has been in the show for a while now, but we are finally seeing his Robin costume and that is definitely propelling this book into the public eye. We have a 110% increase in copies sold this week. Keep in mind, this did come out in 1989. There were a ton of these books released. I have owned well over 100 copies, 100 raw copies of this book since I started my shop over a decade ago. They are absolutely out there. And that's why this book, which is a perpetually relevant key, does not have the massive highs you would expect from some of the other books in a 9.8. There's 193 copies graded at a 9.8. Hit that like button. Comic Butch demands it every single video. And at the list at number eight, we have Moon Knight annual number one from 2019. Do you remember throughout the airing of Moon Knight season one, all of these scan codes that allowed you to read comic books for free, they changed them all. And they changed them all to one comic book. And it's the one on the list. Yeah, Moon Knight had a six-episode season last year. And hidden throughout each of those episodes was a QR code somewhere in the background of the shot. And each one of those links would take you to a different Moon Knight key online that you could read for free. The last one was this Moon Knight Annual Number 1 from Episode 6. But now, after the show is all done, they have swapped all of those out. So now every single QR code from every single Moon Knight episode takes you to this book, which 
That's a pretty uh, pretty clear hint of something. This could completely be a sleeper key. It's a $15 average sales, and we have a, it's not even a recent high 9.8 sale. The most recent was $59 for a CGC 9.8, and we had an all-time high of $100 during the show in April of last year. Probably because there's only 11 copies graded at a 9.8, 18 in total on the census, and this is a kind of key appearance because we see many different versions of Moon Knight over time. We see a Viking version of Moon Knight, a pirate, a gangster, a patriot, as well as a Moon Knight from the Victorian era. I think the real reason we're seeing this book on the list right now is this annual also features Kang. It's Kang versus Moon Knight all throughout time, and it's Moon Knight versus Kang right there on the cover, which I think is what's driving this spec. And when you uh, look at the recent introduction of Rama Tut in the post credit scene of Ant-Man Quantumania... You see, you see a little connection. It could very easily be an introduction of Ramata in a future season of Moon Knight if we ever even get one. And now we're taking them back to 1992 at number seven with X-Men Adventures number one that featured X-Men the Animated Series for the first time in a comic, kid-friendly comic book. $18 average sales and a recent high of $250 for a CGC 9.8. We are seeing a 200% increase in copies sold this week. Unlike many books on this list, it hit its heights in 2022, where it sold for $487. Now, although we're seeing $250 prices now, I find it hard to believe that this book will ever be lower than $150. It's a beloved series, and the heights it reached was when the announcement was made that Disney Plus was going to continue the animation from where they left off back in 1997, entitling it X-Men 1997. Marvel recently held a uh, panel of sorts going into a bunch of X-Men related stuff because it was 60 years since the premiere of X-Men in 1963. Part of that panel was devoted to animation and part of that section was devoted to this upcoming show where they revealed a whole bunch of information, including that uh, Magneto was actually going to be the leader of this team because Charles Xavier is off in space doing something. I never finished this show. Sorry, but Magneto is going to be the leader of the X-Men in this thing, which which is exciting. I love Magneto, and I can't really wait to see what happens. Another X factor to consider is the newsstand, because there were so many kids reading this book when it first came out. The newsstands are generally beat up. Since 2020, we saw 79 copies in a 9.8 cell and only five newsstands in a 9.8. This really leads us to see why we have a $1,200 sale in a CGC 9.8, and a lot of the books are all around there. Collectors want the rarity. This book hit heights of $1,300. So the newsstand has been largely unaffected because of how few of them exist. Let's take a look at the list over here at number six and assess what it means to spec on a 10.0. Number six on the list, Gears of War number one, a video game comic from 2008. We're reporting $45 average sales, but since there are so many copies of a CGC 10.0 out there, you may actually be able to pick one up for the very affordable cost of $1,200. Hit the subscribe button because we reported on this back in November when Gears of War was optioned dual option status not only for a live action movie but a ongoing animation series so yeah they're going to make a live action gears of war movie to be followed by a animation and then potentially followed by more movies after that if if they're both successful but this week we got news that writer john spates was attached to write the movie version of this john spates is a little bit of an interesting choice because his biggest credits to date so far he was part of the writing team for uh, dune the recent Dune movie, as well as the upcoming sequel and uh, the first Doctor Strange film as well. 
A 283% increase in copies sold this week. Since we're telling you there are a lot of 10.0s, there are 14 of them on the census, there are 11 9.9s, and there are 86 copies at a 9.8. If you're going to buy a 10.0, you need to rest assured that it's going to remain a good investment. And since we've seen 33 more books get graded since we last reported on this in November, 30 of those were to 9.8, and nothing got graded higher than that. So the 10-0s and the 9-9s have been exactly the same for those four months. Marcus Phoenix going up against those locusts. What do you think about this? With the Last of Us success, you can only imagine that they're itching to get this on the screen. Number five on the list, some of the best Disney Plus news we've received all year long with, dare I say, Mephisto spec coming full circle. Silver Surfer number three, the first appearance of Marvel's Devil. I would love to see this, but I'm not going to hold my breath. I'm not going to believe Mephisto anything until I see it. You fooled me way too many times at this point. All throughout WandaVision, that was the big running joke. Oh, there's there's Mephisto over there. He's hiding in the window. There he's in the basement. He's the bunny. You know? I'm sure, Mephisto. I'll, I'll believe it. But the rumor is, again, that Sasha Baron Cohen is sneaking around the Marvel Studios sets over in London. He's lurking. He's lurking in the background just like Mephisto, guys. Uh, apparently he has filmed a whole bunch of different stuff, actually, from Mephisto. The rumor is that he will be making an appearance in the upcoming Ironheart series, as well as the Agatha Coven of Chaos spinoff from WandaVision that I think just got delayed, as well as the, the additional rumor is that he's filming a Mephisto standalone special, similar to the Werewolf by Night and Guardians special on the set of Agatha while they're there. All of this is good news for you collectors that already picked up this book, but it might be the right time to pick it up again. It's a 250% increase in copies sold, and we are reporting a 1.4 thousand average for sales overall. There are some higher grade ones, but there are deals to be had. I actually was doing some research and saw that a CGC 8.0 went in the last two weeks for just over $1,000. That exact same book went last year, around the time we were seeing a little bit more of this Mephisto Agatha spec, for $2,400. Like, it's crazy how far down it's come from the heights. There are so many characters that connect to Mephisto that it makes sense why the community has been hypothesizing his appearance for so long. His ties to the hood and how he receives his ability to utilize magic makes the technology versus magic narrative we've been hearing about for Riri's show make more and more sense. But then you also think about his connection with the Salem Witch Trials and Agatha, which also makes sense why we would see some type of narrative where we put him in the setting in which that's taking place. But then he also has ties to Wanda and the twins. You know, they're made up of his essence in the comic book, and she did create them out of thin air. Not to mention... Doctor Doom spec. Plus, you got Mephisto hanging out with Spider-Man, you know, stealing his marriage. Everyone loves that plot line. Uh, Mephisto is also hanging out with Thanos and Infinity Gauntlet, you know. Now that you mention it, he he really is all over the place. But the biggest one you haven't even talked about yet. We got to get Ghost Rider on board. Johnny Blaze, Comic Fam. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Nick Cage, where are you at? Comic Fam, utilize the code TOM101 on the best app in existence to learn and keep track about this rapidly moving marketplace and your comic collecting. It's called Key Collector Comics. I use it every single day. Russ, what about you? It is an absolute staple in my arsenal. It is something that I have on my phone, on my laptop, on my desktop. Every single day, I'm using it multiple times. Support the show. Get access to a free two-week subscription. But 98% of the app, including cataloging your comics and getting suggested pricing, is all free for anyone to use. And 
looking at the list at number four, more Star Wars spec in the last couple years because of Disney Plus. I've had to learn so much about this damn universe that I've never cared about. And I still, I don't necessarily dislike it, but I still don't really care about it. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Something about Mandalorians themselves. Dude, and that's like some of the best Star Wars stuff that's out, yo. Uh, this last season is not great yet. I hope I, I'm waiting for the end of it. It just is not paying off. <laughs> we have Star Wars, Kane and the Last Padawan, issue number 10. That's correct. And in this issue, you have the first comic book appearance of Fen Rao, who is yet another Mandalorian. And the speculation is that we will see this character make the transition from the uh, Rebels. He was in Star Wars Rebels. We'll see him uh, potentially appear in The Mandalorian as well. So a 580% increase in copies sold, $15 average sales, and a high 9.8 for $148. We have been talking about the Kane and the Last Padawan run for quite some time because of Sabine Wren, Hera, you know, all of these other Rebels characters that show up in that series. If you hadn't already picked up the whole run, it may be getting close to too expensive for you to just go out and get these copies. And by the way, I'm a massive Star Wars fan, so I'm with you guys. Kevin McKidd, who did the voice of Finn Rao on Rebels, is rumored to actually take on the live-action adaptation. Wouldn't that be, like, the second time that that's happened? Yeah, because you had Katie Sackhoff from yeah. Battlestar Galactica, of course, Starbuck. Right. She made the jump from playing Bo-Katan in the Clone Wars and playing that same version of the character in live-action. So me, personally, I would really like to see Kevin McKidd again because I quite enjoyed HBO's Rome. He was on that show. He was the main character in Rome, so it'd be cool to see him play a grizzled, older Mandalorian character, you know, even though I don't necessarily love the Mandalorians. Well, someone's going to be ruling Mandalore. That's seemingly the narrative being set up for us, and we know that Bo-Katan's after it. We know that the Mandalorian is after it, but they got to spice it up somehow. I expect we're going to see another character introduced. You may be able to find this next one in dollar bins because, again, it's one of those books that nobody was specking on. Number three on the list, Captain America 606. From 2010, we are reporting $4 average sales and not even going to venture into telling you what a high sale is because a lot of these are going, especially the mid-grades, only a dollar or $2 on eBay. It is the first cameo appearance of Janice Lincoln, who's the daughter of Tombstone, and she happens to be a lawyer that's why we're talking about her correct she's a lawyer so apparently that's enough to speculate on her making an appearance in daredevil born again <laughs> which again is going to have like 18 episodes and a lot of time to fill we are uh supposedly going to be seeing a lot more of matt murdoch the attorney in that show so of course you probably have to have him run into some other attorneys you know when they're on the attorney school bus on the way to the courthouse or their attorney lunch together or whatever you know attorneys do when they hang out outside of the courthouse <laughs> I, I don't get it but sure, let's let's spec on Janice Lincoln. I most recently saw her in recent issues of Amazing Spider-Man. She was a big part of the early section of the current Zeb Wells run, uh, right before Chasm and Hollow's Eve and Dark Web and all that stuff started happening. She is uh, engaged to Robbie Robertson's daughter, Randy, who is Peter Parker's best friend. So she's she's all over the place in that book, and I hope to see more of her soon. She also um, takes on the mantle of the Beatle. I don't know if we're going to see her go full Beatle in Daredevil, but an increase of copies sold of 1,067% because this is like easy, cheap, low-risk investment opportunity. You know, there's only six slabs on the CGC census, five of which are graded at a 9.8. This is one of those situations where you may not want to buy the cover, but you need to know it. You need to know this on the hunt. You're going to be able to find this in not just dollar bins, probably quarter bins. It's also an easy cover to spot. Ed Brubaker. It's got that heroic age banner on the top. It is part of Ed Brubaker's groundbreaking legendary run on Captain America. 
It's a full face shot of Baron Zemo. It's pretty hard to miss. Tom, I am so jealous because I went to college in Florida in Orlando and I am not going to be at Megacon, but you are dropping some crazy stuff for the comic fam. I can't even name all of the books that I'm bringing, something that's killing the children, but I'm going to be dropping so many store variants, vanish all weekend long. And I don't think anyone's ever done this at a convention. I'm selling them for $4 a piece. Hot damn. (laughs) Follow me on the best new place to buy and sell collectibles, whatnot. I have some other really special variants. I teamed up with Johnny Desjardins to do one of the 25 covers of Frank Miller's 25th anniversary 300. So I'll have that there. I have some other surprises up my sleeve as well. But Use the link in the description, and after your first purchase of $10 or more, you get a $10 credit. Come visit the stream, get some classy store variants on the cheap, and support the show. Enough about that. Don't. I'm sick of hearing about Florida. Just even hearing about Florida makes me feel sweaty and gross and Are swampy. You, do you need to go to take a shower already? I can't. I can't handle Florida. You will not find me there, so just go hang out with Tom if you're, if you're going to be there. <laughs> Let's move on. I'm, I'm ready to get back to the list. We're at number two. Ryan doesn't like humidity. I do not like humidity, and I also don't really like this comic book. Hot take, this is All-Star Superman, issue number one from 2005. People getting too excited. They saw James Gunn reading this thing, thinking that he's going to start out his Superman franchise with one of the most, like, it's kind of depressing Superman stories. It's important to read, but it's not something you kick off a launch of a new universe with. Yeah, this will be at or near the top of any list of best Superman comics of all time, and I don't disagree with that. I do really like this book. It's a really good book, but this is not a book to get a new person into reading comics or Superman by any stretch. Well, $3 average sales, 9.8 hitting $118. I can see this being a more expensive classic first issue of a respected story. An increase of 122% this week in copies sold. It's a more affordable book, so it's a lot of copies selling. After the James Gunn announcement that he's going to lead the Superman Legacy film. Yeah, during his announcement video a couple months ago now over at DC, he revealed Superman Legacy and announced that he was writing the screenplay for it. But just this week, he also just jumped in and said, I'm directing it too. I'll be directing this movie, and that's going to be cool to see. We've seen 50 new slabs added to the CGC census since last time we saw this book hit number three on the trending list right after that announcement in mid-January. This book hit $150 heights, trending above 100 It makes sense to me, but I compare this book to other beloved DC stories that get the key significance because how popular alone they are. And I'm thinking of like Batman Long Halloween. I'm thinking about Hush, and I don't rank this book with those narratives. So 100 seems a little too much for the fact that it's probably not going to be directly adapted, at least anytime soon. This is going to be like three years away. The book itself is only 18 years old. It is an iconic cover. It is a good enough run, but still, it really, really would be odd if James Gunn adapted this directly unless he was planning on using one Superman and being done. Are you guys listening? Tom's already told you twice. What? Hit, Hit the like button. I can't hear you. We're almost done. So, like, again, you're you're hanging out this whole time. You made it all the way here. It's right there. Please. It's, it's, it looks like this. It's a thumb. Go, go do that. The number one most popular trending book in the world, X-Men, issue number 221, the first appearance of the most sinister, Mr. Sinister. 
You might have thought his name was Mr. Sinister, but no, it is Mr. Sinister. That is that is the new character. We're going to get that guy in the in the MCU any day now. Confirmed. Just kidding. There's been a 175% increase in copies sold of this book compared to last week. We've seen $75 average sales with a recent high 9.8 of 494 earlier this month. As of the last week, we're hearing rumors that Mr. Sinister will be the lead villain in the 10 episodic return of X-Men animated series. And we all remember Mr. Sinister taking up so much space on the screen. He has one of the most elaborate costumes in all of the X-Men, and he looks, dare I say, so sinister. I love Mr. Sinister. He's such a fantastic character design, and I believe this book itself does suffer from the fact that it doesn't have him on the cover. This book would be more expensive, in my humble opinion, if he was directly on the cover. If you're looking for a cheap pickup, check out X-Men 239, which is his second appearance. He's on the cover, and he does have Madeline Pryor's The Goblin Queen. I especially really like that this is going to be the first Marvel Studios produced X-Men project of any kind, too, so that's that's not nothing, I don't think. It's also their third ever animation after What If and I Am Groot, which I completely forgot was even a thing because I'm not six years old. Hitting nearly $500 this past week, a member was able to snag a copy at a 9.8 for 350 so be patient. This is a book that is perpetually relevant, as Russ likes to say, and it hit heights of near $1,000 in 2021. Is this the time to grab First, Mr. Sinister. And what do you think about X-Men 266, First Gambit? Because that's the book I think of when I see this book start to spike. Hit the like, slap the subscribe button, and as always, keep responsibly. Enough said. Ryan. Ow. Read that book. Okay. House of Secrets 92. Trade dress. Gabriel Del Auto covers. Going to one per box in the April mystery mail call. Give me an excuse to send you some funny books every month. We put them in a box really nicely, bag and board them and all that good stuff. And you support the show. It's a win-win. Do it for Morph!